Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, hosted by me, NC Scout, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia. And that is all of you folks out there listening to this, this Radio Contra family, you bunch of deplorable subversives out there gathered around for this propaganda transmission. And I... I am very honored to be sitting down here with a man who has become a very close friend of mine, uh, a guy who um, I have personally listened to for over 20 years, uh, being advertised on Infowars.com, being um, interviewed with Mike Adams, appearing on uh, Doug Hagman's show, of course, Steve Quayle as well, very close friends with all of those guys, and had him in class uh, three years ago now, three years ago, way, way back when, uh, in, in a signals intelligence course that he came out for, and what an incredible guy. What an incredible friendship that we have built since then. Mr. Robert Griswold of Ready Made Resources. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, uh, brother. And, uh, you know, I just have to say, you called me a guy. Is that, a, is that the proper pronoun to use for me? <laughs> I, I, I had to... <laughs> you are a man. Hey, I just want to say, I'm you're, you're an alpha today. male. You're an alpha male. Yeah, there, there you go. Hey, you're, you're no, an alpha you know, male. But it is the joke was was kind of meant to bring in a little perspective of the situation we live in today. We literally literally live in a nation that all sanity has gone out the door. No nation can survive the insanity we see being perpetrated on our culture, on our people, our families, our churches, everywhere we go to find some stability, some normalcy, something that has been historic, the historic paradigm that has maintained a civilization. You know, Rome had it. Greece had it. The, the Assyrians had this standard paradigm that maintained their civilization. And when they abandoned that, which all of them eventually did, the civilization started to crumble. You know, divorce was almost unknown in the first you know, hundreds of years of Roman civilization. And when divorce became prevalent, the family broke apart. Well, the family is the, the building block of America, a building block of civilization. It is where values are transferred from one generation to the next that we build, that, that fathers build men, mothers build their daughters, you know, and, and we see that absolutely destroyed. If there's one thing that I know that is telling me that the United States is not going to survive in its present state unless there's some dramatic, you know, spiritual revival in our nation is this fact. You know, I was talking to um, a gentleman one time and he, and he brought me a fact that and I looked it up and it was true. Only 30 percent of young men today are raised by their biological father. You can throw all the financial charts out. You can throw any of the war charts out, the famine charts out. You Whatever you want to throw out. Our nation will not survive that one issue. 
That is a, that that will not we will not survive it. When 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 you know fathers are not training children to become men, we see exactly what's going on today. An effeminate, you know, unknowledge, undisciplined, not physically fit, uh, a mentally unstable generation of people, and that our nation. Um, I, I hate to admit it, it's just not going to survive this, and so it's left on us, the people that have this this sense of normalcy, have this sense of decency, have the spiritual values that have been handed to us by, by our forefathers to look at the situation and to say, what do I do? Because the system right now, I'm telling you, uh, Matt, in my 30 years of running ready-made resources, I've never seen the conditions like they are today. Even during Y2K, even during 9-11, we had extreme demand and there were shortages. But the supply chain and the labor pool was there and it took time, but those those uh, those uh, those high demands were met, and all the product went out. Right now, in, in the United States, in the world, and we can get into some of the causality of it. But right now, we see the supply chain, the products, you know, the widgets that make the other widgets. That is, those are disappearing. I am, I'm uh, every day. I'm I'm just having to, you know, the old saying, "Root little pig or die." I'm having to go and look and find alternates and parts and just try to get things back into the stock because it's all disappearing. And on, on top of that, what we also have is a labor pool that's diminished. It, it, people it obviously don't want to work. They think they're more entitled. Um, and so um, some of the very people that I deal with, uh, some of the supplies, some of the largest of my suppliers are cannot produce product because they do not have the labor pool at hand to, uh, to manufacture them. And so those two things, we have high demand, extreme high demand right now. We have no raw material or diminishing raw material and a diminishing labor pool. And this spells disaster. We see it in everything. I mean, baby formula is the, the, the uh, most recent thing that's, that's you know, hit the, the Vogue news that people are not able to get baby formula. And when you do, I went on Amazon and looked, one little can of baby formula is like $45. I mean, how do parents afford that? They can't. And, you know, and it's a signal being sent. I mean, this these people in charge, I call it a death cult because that's what they are. I mean, they make it they make it very clear that they don't believe children should be born. The, the population of the world's overcrowded and all this. So I just think it's another attack on, uh, you know, reproduction and families having children and, and property our culture through our, our children. It's just being destroyed right in front of our face. And, you know, we have the, the diesel shortage coming. We have the food shortage coming. All these things are here. And people who have waited now to start thinking, you know, maybe I need a few extra supplies. Maybe the hurricane's at the door um, and I need a few extra supplies in my house. You are going to be hard pressed to get those supplies right now. It's just, it's just not happening. I mean, from night vision, grain mills, solar panels, water filters, you name it, we are continually putting orders in further and further out just so we can keep it in stock. And a lot of times it's available on back order. Can't get it. I don't know when we're going to get it. So we can address the, the causality of it, but that's where it's at. And, and Matt, on top of it, they're going to switch over to this digital currency. And once that happens, all your all your capability of doing whatever you want to do are gone because every bit of privacy leaves. Once it goes to digital dollar, they can regulate what you buy, how much you buy, or you know if you can buy it at all. And we are just right. you know a short distance away from that. So I just tell people right now, you know Noah built an ark, 
And, you know, when the animals started getting on the ark and, you know, maybe it first drops of rain, no, probably knew judgment was near. I would use that analogy right now to say, hey, the animals are showing up and the ark door is going to close soon. If you're not ready, uh, hope you can find some driftwood because that's what you're going to be hanging on to. Desperation. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, Noah, we, we've had this conversation many times. Noah built the ark before the flood. And one thing I, I want to revisit real quick, it, it, because there's so much outrage that's being uh, cultivated right now in, in the media in general, left wing media, quote unquote, right wing media. I, I really don't think there's there's uh, such a thing as as mainstream right wing media. You know, Fox News is kind of a, uh, at least in my opinion, kind of a a a false dichotomy that, that's being presented kind of a, uh, it, it's an easy Emmanuel Goldstein, um, type, it, but anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but what I will say is I, I want to revisit something you said that I think is extremely significant. The same people, let, let's think about this here. The same people who have advocated abortion have advocated for Planned Parenthood have advocated for the sale of babies' parts, okay, cadaver parts from fetuses that were were aborted and then harvested, right? And, and we know this, okay. So is a, when when no doubt the YouTube sensors, the Google sensors that that are going to listen to this, they're going to analyze this, the poisonous tree frogs behind a keyboard that that are going to take this podcast down when it pops up on YouTube, and I know who you are, okay. I just want you to hear one thing, right? I just want you to hear one thing about all this. When when they are advocating, right? This has been proven. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, this was proven, all right? You had one of the administrators of Planned Parenthood that was doing it on camera, that was making the sale on camera to somebody that was undercover, all right? It happened. So it's real. It's documented. That's a thing, all right? The sale uh, and and the the... Uh, the trade of human cadaver parts is a real thing. So the same people who advocate for that, all right, it's not a conspiracy theory, it's it's fact. The same people who advocate for that are the same people that tell you, oh, don't worry, you know, that, well, you, you could just use breast milk. That's no big deal. Oh, you know, well, don't worry about it. It's because they don't want you having kids. They do not want you having kids. But you look at where there is baby formula and pallets of it down on the border because they're bringing in another population to which they can exploit for cheap labor. That is exactly what they are doing. And so they, they, there is strong evidence there. It's Hegelian when you can create a problem to offer a solution after you have fomented a reaction, right? Problem, reaction, solution. And so uh, with these overall supply chain shortages, you know, you're you're in a position to where you have a front row seat to all of this being a a uh, one of the, the largest uh, companies in, in the preparedness genre, bar none, and, and one of the oldest and, and uh, in my opinion, the best guy in the business to do business with. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't say that because you're my friend. I say that. Because I've done a lot of business with you also, and and you're just you're you're an incredible human. But you know, 
you you live by what you practice. But but to my point is with the supply chain shortages. Now you and I have had many conversations. Uh, Augustin Farms was brought up uh, at the beginning, kind of early on in the in the COVID hysteria, and you know we're two years into this thing, and um, it it you know th- this is. It's a it, it's becoming a really serious thing. Augustin Farms, we kind of chalked up early on. Well, we really don't know what the real story is here, uh, but they're shutting down, ceasing operations. Could it be that that the government has a wholesale deal with them to purchase it, you know, large orders and and they can't sell to the public anymore? Maybe. You know, because we didn't know what we didn't know. But now, now, as you and I have discussed, Mountain House has disclosed some further information on that. If you can uh, elaborate a little bit on what's going on there, what what you are hearing as a major distributor. Well, uh, what I heard directly from uh, one of the employees there was that uh, they, right now, uh, they've shut their dealer portal down. So if I go to my dealer portal, any other Mountain House dealer goes to a dealer portal, it's just blank, nothing there, nothing. So, you know, I made a phone call the other day, when do you think the dealer portal will be open back up? Maybe a month or so, okay? Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, the flatten the curve, two weeks. Um, so maybe it'll be open back up. And I said, well, well, what are you doing with your food? Are you filling back orders or what? And she said, they're doing that and filling go- government contracts. And I said, well, you know, that was a too ripe a piece of fruit not to pick. And I, I said, so can you um, can you elaborate on that? I said, is federal government? She said, yes, that's the only kind we do. And at that point, you know, she said that they speeded up the demand for the delivery of those orders due to the Ukraine war. So whoever's getting it, I don't know what they're getting it, but whatever contracts they had with the government, they sped them up to get them quicker because they suspect something. You know, this is what I find galling is the fact that, you know, when I go out and buy Mountain House food and store it away in my cellar, uh, what am I called? A, a conspiracy theorist, you know, a hoarder, whatever. I'm using my, my money to do it. And what so but then the government takes my money and goes out and buys it out. But that's normal. Um, you know, they know what's coming. They've created this mess. I mean, you every indication right now, they're not even hiding it anymore. I remember 15 years ago when the Georgia Guidestones was the big thing, you know, maintain humanity at 500 million people. And everybody was, ah, that's just conspiracy. It's not even it's not even hidden anymore. They're saying it. There's going to be such shortages. Um, the owner, the, the CEO of BlackRock came out and said, you know, the young people are going to go into grocery stores and not going to be able to get what they want. It's a paradigm shift coming. And so they know this. They're stockpiling their bunkers. I highly suspect that a lot of these recalls because of whatever contamination is in, you know, 500,000 pounds of hamburger or whatever uh, is actually just a a cover story that this that this food is being diverted into government bunkers, which we know they have an ample supply of government bunkers. And so we see this throughout the market right now. Uh, Not only is it Mountain House, I mean, Augustin Farms uh, shut down their dealer portal. Uh, and other, I mean, Numana, uh, which we deal with, still has some of their entrees available, but a lot of them are not available anymore. Uh, Ready, uh, uh, um, ReadyWise Food, it, uh, again, you order it and it's going to take three to four weeks to get to you. Uh, that's providing that they still have it in three to four weeks because it, the supply chain is absolutely disappearing. You know, we all know the stats, you, the wheat, wheat products. 
They're, they're not being planted in Ukraine. There's been a catastrophic shortage in China, which is I think China is the largest wheat producer in the world. India has now, I think, closed exports of wheat. So, you know, wheat goes into so much corn. Again, because of the fertilizer crisis, people can't plant corn because corn, I grow it. It's a heavy feeder in the ground. It, it demands a lot of fertilizer. So they're yep. switching over to soybeans. Now, I mean, think of what's in corn. Gasoline or gasoline made from corn. Um, corn yep. is, a, I think it was 40,000 different products corn goes into in one form or another. And so that's not going to be there. I mean, you go to a grocery store and look at any box food and it has some type of corn product in it. It's just not going to be there or the price is going to skyrocket. Right. So, you well, know, I want to I want to give one more biblical perspective on this. You know, God told Joseph that a famine was coming and it took Joseph seven years to prepare for that famine for the nation. I mean, just you've been in the military, you don't understand logistics. Think of the logistics of what Joseph had to do to store seven years worth of food for a million people. Uh, The silos, the accounting, all all that he had to go through. And that was a tremendous, you know, um, logistical problem. And right now, I don't think we could do that. I I think a family's gonna have a, a difficult time finding adequate um, food to last a while. And then on top of that, you know, finding fertilizer if you want to grow your own garden. Uh, you know, I, we've learned to make our own fertilizer via composting. And I, I strongly suggest people get into gardening and learning how to grow non-heirloom seeds and, and saving the seeds and, and using them again for the next year. And most people don't know how to do it. We have people buying, you know, garden seeds all the time. But, you know, they, they just think you plant a carrot and, okay, how do I harvest the seed? Well, it takes <laughs> Two years yeah. to harvest. You got to you got to let it overwinter after it grows and you harvest it the next year. Um, yep. So there, there's a learning curve here that I, I think America is completely unprepared for, Matt, and it's going to cause a lot of desperation, especially in the cities. I mean, people out in the country can grow food if you live in the you know 13th story of a building. Uh, water's not going to even get up that tall, so uh, it's just. Um, it's, it's just something that is going to be catastrophic for a lot of Americans. They're not going to have the money to buy the food. The food's not going to be there. And we are going to see what real food riots bring. And, you know, it's, it's designed to bring about something. It's designed to bring about more government control, more government promise. But anybody wanting to, uh, you know, trust the government right now, I think Tucker Carlson said the other night, you know, we, these are the people who are telling us they can change the global climate. These are the people that say they can change the sex of a person by mere just mental, um, you know, skill or thought, but they can't make baby formula. Uh, You know, so it's just we are at a a crisis in this nation and the crisis is going to only get worse if you ever plan on doing something, because I'm going to just give you a situation report. The food is shortage. Water filtration right now. I mean, so many of the water filter companies, MSR. Catadine, Berkey are all experiencing shortages. I was told by the people that supply solar, we do solar energy systems for people, that I can no longer buy solar panels a la carte. If I want to buy the solar panels, I have to buy the entire system. So, I mean, all those solar panels come from China. All of them do. Um, You know, grain mills, again, uh, I can name Country Living Grain Mill. Their factory burnt down a little while ago, and they're 10 weeks behind. Wonder Mill. Junior grain mill, all of them, Nutramill, all of them are backlogged on getting product out. 
uh, pressure canners, Wisconsin aluminum pressure canners. I put an order in the other day, Matt, do you know how long I have to wait before I get them? And they won't even quote me the price. I have to wait 12 months to get my next batch of pressure quarters, cookers. They're over 80,000 yeah. behind. Night vision shortages. Well, and, and here's the other thing with that is, is, you know, people that are, that are getting into pressure canning, that's a leap, uh, a serious learning curve unto its own. So when I was growing up, you know, everybody pressure canned in the fall, you know, all the stuff that you had left over, um, different meats and stuff, you'd make stews and everything and and you'd pressure can it. Here's the thing. So you've got a pressure canner. That's cool. You, You know, good. You learn how to use it. Okay. That's good too. What about replacement seals? What about pressure valves? Because I'll share a little story. So, you know, we, we were kind of uh, growing up learning or growing up observing people pressure can. That, that's fine and everything, you know, but I had other interests when when I was growing up and even into my teenage years. Unfortunately, I still had, you know, my grandparents up into my adult life and, and everything. And, and I was very, very fortunate in that regard. But but I didn't pay close attention to what they were doing. I didn't pay close attention to uh, the canning process because I was busy. You know, when I was in high school, uh, middle school, high school, I'm busy playing football and wrestling and, you know, doing doing all the, the teenage boy stuff, you know, that, that, that you do. So you don't pay attention to those things. Well, now later in life, you know, kind of doing the, the neo homesteading thing and, and dusting off some of these skills that whole generation that knew all of these things, you know, I've got my grandmother's pressure canner over here and trying to find a pressure valve for it was a nightmare. And and this was recently. And it just so happens you can't, you can't find them. And, and they are, they, they're in, uh, just as you pointed out, it's a major backlog on it. And it's become, it's become in, in the, uh, just like everything else, with a just-in-time supply system, they just want you to buy the whole new product rather than buy replacement parts because it's it, it's more profitable for them for you to just buy the whole new product and you don't get replacement parts here and there. And, I mean, that's, that's the other pitfall of the supply chain that we found ourselves in is we're a nation of disposable products. Yeah, you know, it, that is so true. Um, I, I tell people right now, there's still an untapped avenue. People haven't realized, but it's still taking time to get it. Uh, the same company make make the pressure cookers make a number 10 can machine that you can do your own number 10 cans. Um, they're not cheap, so you might want to go invest in it with a, you know, a friends or so, but they're about, you know, $2,500. And then you can get the cans from a company called House of Cans, get the oxygen absorbers, and then you can go buy your own rice, pasta, any dry goods that you want, and you can can it yourself. So that avenue is still open, but again, people are discovering it, and the canning, the canning machines are going out right now. There's, I think they're out about 30 days, so it, 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 pretty soon it's going to be six months. Because it's more and more people to discover it, you know, it's going to be more and more people to buy it. And then you won't be able to get the cans because there is a tin shortage. So you won't be able to get the cans. You won't be able to get the canner. And, and the longer we go down this road, people have less and less options. And I don't want to be vulgar here, but it's going to come to an option one day, Matt. And I've seen it. You've seen it. That 
okay, you want you want some of my food? You got a pretty little girl over there. I mean, I hate to be that vulgar, that crude, but that's what I'll head to. And because you know, yeah. I one of the one of one of the people I know, I can't go into much detail, um, but we were having a conversation one day, and, and he, he made this comment. He's making a comment about how good, you know, I was in a good right business, you know, my business acumen, whatever. He just kind of flattered me a little bit, but, you know, whatever. And he said, you know, let me ask you a question. You know, you have a society that is saturated with violence. I mean, we see it. I mean, in Tennessee, just recently, this teenage kid beat a seven month old baby and an 82 year old woman to death with a hammer. I mean, it, but it's it's every day we're seeing this violence. There's violence on TV, violence everywhere. Then we see perversion on the Internet. It's all over anywhere. It's just perversion, perversion, perversion. And he asked me, people who view that stuff, which is a vast majority or a large majority of America, view this stuff all the time. What do you think they're going to do when the rule of law breaks down? Do you think they're going to take up knitting? That's what he asked me. Well, I know better than that. You know better than that. They're not yeah. going to take up hitting. They're going to take up doing exactly the violence they've seen and the perversion they've seen. They're going to take it up. And so, you know, you read the history. There's a book called The Savage Continent by Keith, uh, I think Keith Green, uh, Keith Blow, whatever, but The Savage Continent. And um, you read it. It's post-war, post-war history of Italy and Germany. I mean, it was unbelievable what people did. They groveled for food and their husbands sold their wives. Husbands sold their children. Just yep. Feed your stomach because as we were talking before the program, three days without food, higher brain functions leave your body. You think you have them now, and you've probably never experienced when you do not have higher brain function. Most people, you know, live there. We we live in higher brain function. I don't do this because of consequence to it. I don't do that because I might something's going to happen. You know, I'm not going to go to Las Vegas and bet my house on a single thing of the roulette wheel um, because I could lose everything I have. Those are higher brain functions. Lower brain functions, what I think Lieutenant Colonel Grossman calls cave, caveman brain, none of that exists. All that exists is the primal drives and urges of humanity. And after three to four days without food, your body and your brain are going to go into caveman brain. And you're going to do whatever it takes to feed your body anything, no matter how depraved, no matter how unbelievable it sounds now. The vast majority of Americans will be doing it just to feed themselves. Read the history of what was it, the, the Croatian Wars, um, what yep. they did for a can of beans. It was it was unbelievable. I mean, you, you read it and you go, well, I'd never do that. Well, history says differently. You probably will do it. So the thing yeah. is, you know, yeah. I'm a Christian. Uh, as a Christian man, I believe in a merciful God. I know that God does judge nations because he has to stop the cycle of this evil. So he brings judgment on a nation. And that stops the cycle of it because it just burns itself out eventually and a lot of deaths or whatever, and you can't do it anymore. But he, in his mercy, he always provides a Noah or a Joseph's way out. He always provides those who are willing to listen to him a way out to say, there's, there's a way. I'm bringing judgment. You see the train coming down the track. You know, it's best to stand away from it. You know, I actually saw one time. Uh, I was out with a patrol officer, my, my good friend Mark in Florida. We were out late one night, and this guy tried to beat a train with a bicycle. And needless to say, the train was coming like 70 miles an hour. He didn't make it. And, you know, he exploded. That's the only way to describe it. He exploded there. Well, there, there's coming that for a, a large portion of America. This train is heading towards us. And most Americans are not going to get off the track. They're not going to take the warning. They're not going to heed what they see. They're their own, own two eyes see. The shortage is developing. The digital currency developing. This Marxist element, no property. You own nothing and love it all. 
they see it developing, but they go into denial. Well, it, you know, it's, the Republicans will get back in office and it'll come back the way it normally is. I don't think so. Um, and they re- will, will get refuse to get off that track and they're going to be hit with that train. And the only thing that happens, I mean, literally that, that gentleman that night exploded. I mean, just exploded. There wasn't a very big piece of him left. Um, you know, it was just splattered everywhere. Um, so that's what's headed towards America right now. And so if we don't take the warning seriously, and I don't care if you buy it from me or go to my competitors or go down to Walmart and buy it. You, you really need at this point to start getting foods, dry goods. You also want to have psychological foods. I mean, you know, if you have a sweet tooth, I'm not saying eat it every day. It's not good for you, but, you know, you might want to stack a little that away. And one thing I tell people to do, whether you eat them or not now, is when you buy a freeze-dried food, it doesn't matter what freeze-dried food you buy, Wise Food, Numana, you know, Peak Refuel, uh, all, any of them, it's what's called enzymatically dead. There's no enzyme enzymes in it. You know, when you bite an apple and it starts to turn brown, that's the enzyme digesting itself. That makes your gut work well, those enzymes. So in any of that freeze-dried food or processed food you buy has none of that in it. So with your food supply, always store in an ample supply of, uh, you know, sprouting seeds. You know, the alfalfa sprouts, radish sprouts, bean sprouts, all of that because they're stocked, chocked full of micronutrients and living enzymes. That's going to make your digestive system work. And most Americans, when they have to make this change in their dietary pattern that's coming, are going to need all the help they can get because it's going to be a major detox of the American people when they can't get what they want. And all of a sudden, their bodies start detoxing all the chemicals and junk they put in it. Um, it's going to be a rude awakening. Uh, I, I, I mean, just the illness that we're going to see from it is going to be staggering. And the healthcare system won't be there to deal with it. We saw the complete failure of the healthcare system during this last crisis. And it's going to be even worse. These crises now are with us. We saw, you know, the, 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 the medical crisis that they created. And now we're seeing a food crisis they've created. We have an educational crisis in this country. You can see all the, the whack jobs that are trying to teach your children. Obviously, the news media, it's in crisis because you can't believe a word they say. It's kind of like in Russia during the, during the heyday of the Soviet Union. TASS and Pravda, that was the two newspapers, yeah. the news. And they used yep. to say, news, there's no truth. And in the truth, there's no news. Well, that's the American media today. And so we, all this crisis is that we see coming is designed to force America into this, what they call the global, the, the great reset. And that's going to be, as Klaus Schwab said, you could own nothing and love everything, you know, it's, and it's not going to be that way. Um, you know, Matt, in the Black Book of Communism, which I, I, I really like that book a lot. It's a, it's a big read, a heavy read. But there's a quote in there I really like and it says godless states have one thing in common a lot of body bags that's coming to america it is i mean i don't want it i'm a christian man i want to live in peace you know i i watch this race crime stuff happening and i realize you know as a, as a christian we're all we have the common ancestry um and i see all that the methods of hatred and dissension that are being formed i, I know where it leads but as a christian person i do want peace i don't want this but it's going to be forced upon us. Uh, violence is going to be forced upon this country, and it's being forced upon us right now. Just this hideous crime that just happened. You know, there's uh, yeah. You don't know that. You don't even know the truth of it all. But you know, a guy goes into a supermarket, shoots people. The people shot in a church. It, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, that crime with the the teenager beating to death a baby and a, an old woman. It's just it's it's a civilization in rapid freefall. And so I, I would just say this to people. 
get ready. No matter how you get ready, get ready. Put food in your house. I've seen what starvation does to people, and it's not pretty. Um, you, you need water. You know, I, I tell people to do double redundancy on water because, you know, survival rule number one, don't eat food if you do not have water. You'll die quicker. Uh, your body needs the water to digest the food. And if you eat without the water, your body's just going to absorb the water that's in it, and you're going to die from thirst quicker. So make sure you have a good source of water. Um, you know, Matt, you teach the course. I mean, I would just strongly recommend people take your your, your RTO course, RTO2, and your signals intercepts course, because communication is going to be a key. It's absolutely what drives the intelligence fight is being able to communicate people, being able to listen. You know, I, I know that one of the most important things you, I heard you say, radio is for listening, not talking. You know, you want to listen to what the other guy says. You don't. I don't want to give my intel away. I want him to give me his intel. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's where we're at. And, and I, you know, I, I go on the fertilizer shortage that's here. Um, it's it, it just all paints to mass starvation. Well, and you know, breaking news right here. I, I don't know if you've seen this uh, before. We're going on the air, but India. This literally just came across my wire uh, right now. India has banned yep. wheat exports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They banned it. They banned them. And and they specifically, Modi specifically cited food security concerns. Now, th this is really interesting. And, and I want to revisit something that you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in the show that I think is extremely significant. And it, it's something that you and I have, have talked about offline is this this uh, competing economic system. All right, so after a, a minor interruption, a little, little power flicker, uh, no big deal. We are back on the air. But what we were talking about was something that we uh, have, you and I have discussed offline, in person, kind of making, making sense of the world. And one of them is, a, one of the things that we've talked about, and I've talked about this with a lot of other people as well, um, firearms manufacturers, uh, I'm, I'm very close friends with, uh, 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 one guy in particular who is in a very good position to know, um, the inner workings and inner dealings of, of, of things in, in the global firearms, uh, and global small arms trade, because he is very much intertwined. And I'm not going to say his name because a lot of people out there would know who he is. Um, he owns many patents. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. But he and I had a conversation about gold-backed systems versus this this fiat-backed system that that we currently enjoy in the United States. He was exactly right, and I've heard you know you and I have have had that conversation as well, and you've brought up the same points. And it's very interesting to me. We we were talking about uh, before uh, we had the the power failure that the uh, th that India has built very close ties with Russia, as well as even though they have a border conflict and in the line of actual control uh, with China, and they, they recently had a, a flare up over that. But at the same time, they Modi is very much a, a protectionist of Indian interests. They've been a, a uh, he ran basically on a, a platform of India first and it's it, the developments in India are very, very fascinating to me uh, because they, they've been a vassal state of the British Empire. They, they've had some exploitation on, on part of the American uh, Empire 
as well. And, you know, they, they, they're kind of breaking free of that and, and coming into their own, um, eschewing off the, the polio vaccines, uh, brought on by Bill Gates and, uh, rejecting the, the world health organization as well. And, uh, getting closer ties with Russia, they were the, the, the first country to acknowledge a gold standard for the trade of oil. And so we, we see a broader picture that's being painted here, that there, there is a country. I mean, the, the, the ruble has never been stronger. We put sanctions on it. We did exactly what they knew we were going to do, because it's the same thing we've done every time. It's a, a rinse and repeat playbook of uh, economic sanctions on part of the Fed. And now you can't sell your oil and, and, you know, you basically you have to come to us and it's this uh, Rockefeller standard oil cartel. We're, we're going to set the price, even though you're the producer. And, and that's the way the, the world order is run. The thing is, is that what Putin proposed was the exact same thing that Gaddafi proposed. And Gaddafi was not in a position to protect himself from that. He thought he was. And, you know, we, we hit those client states with uh, the quote unquote Arab Spring. We had, you know, we fomented color revolutions there. Social media was a very big part of that. And, you know, the, the rest is history. We made a giant mess. Libya is, is a vassal state of British Petroleum now, so on and so forth. The rest is history. And, and you can follow the paper trail on all this. We tried it in Syria. It got shut down. Uh, our move was was put in check by the Russians and we didn't win, you know, plain and simple. We didn't win. And no move towards a color revolution has worked since. So where I'm going with all this is, is that we have with two competing economic world orders, we have one that is seeking to be, at least in the near term, seeking to be gold backed because they know that's our inherent weakness they know that we don't have the ability to revert to a gold-backed currency, and we, we've relied on fiat currency. We've relied on uh, the the promises of a natural resource and the exploration value of a natural resource. But meanwhile, as I posted up on American Partisan from the Texas Energy Commission's internal memo, which I get, I get that on a weekly basis from people who work in the oil industry, that. No, the the reality is, is that we have this schizophrenic energy policy and we don't know what the heck we're doing. And our, our upcoming diesel shortage is the fact that we're sending all our diesel overseas. We're sending it to Europe because Russia quit exporting it. So we've got all this this uh, protectionism across the world that's been fomented in large part by trying to cover up the grift and the corruption and the money laundering operation that was going on in Ukraine. Because heaven forbid, you know, we got to save Burisma, okay? Sure. You know, the, the, these these elites have, uh, they, they, they have quite literally uh, been making money, billions of dollars for themselves. I mean, we, we, we see this for what it is. Anybody with common sense, two brain cells, sees it for what it is. And it's not a partisan issue. It's Republicans have been on the t in, in on the take too. Mitt Romney, he's part and parcel of this as well. OK, so it, it, but something that you and I have talked about is the the breakdown in economics there, the the competing systems and, you know, NATO, this this NATO expansionism. They're really stepping on the gas with this. Where do you see it going? 
Well, it's going to go to war. I mean, you have a you have a system again that's gold backed. That there is some privacy left in the system, so you and I can conduct a private deal together. I can go to you and say, uh, you know, I'll give you this if you give me some of your chickens, whatever. And that's a private deal. With the digital currency, the government has absolute control over everything, every sale. Which when when it goes to the government, there'll always be a tax. It might be a reparations tax. It might be a climate change tax, whatever. But eat both ways, you to me through the government or me to you through the government it's going to be taxed that's the first thing secondary it can be um it can be controlled you've already had your two pounds of wheat for the year and i'm, I'm telling you the wheat is under control right now because there's been such shortage you go to breadbeckers down in georgia and they've limited how much wheat you can buy i've never seen them do that ever how many buckets of wheat you can buy i think right now they have a limit of two buckets um per per customer so, I mean, you know, and then and then when the digital currency's there, it's like, no, no, Mr. Griswold, you bought your two buckets of wheat this this uh, quarter already. You can't have any more till you know, next quarter. Um, see, and that's the, the, the paradigm. These are control freaks. They want to control the world so they cannot tolerate a system that has any type of free exchange. You know, this dollar is good for all debts, public and private. That has to go away because there will be no more privacy through paper money. Uh, there'll be no more, you know, uh, can I make a private transaction while I can buy something without the government knowing it? No. Now, in a gold-backed currency, yes. So you have these two paradigms, and they, and they are going to clash. That's why we see these these wars developing, because he who controls the money, as Henry Kissinger said, what? Controls everything. If you control the money, you control the people. If you control the food, you control the people. So this paradigm to control the people through food, paradigm to control it through their money um, and, and, and energy, it's all designed so that one of these systems is going to win, one of them is going to lose. You know, uh, again, I do always look things through a biblical perspective. I do know there's coming a time in world history where there's like you cannot buy or sell with a uh, without a mark. Um, you know, it says that in in the Bible. And I'm telling you what they're proposing. You know, if they say it smells like a rose, feels like a rose, looks like a rose, it's a rose. Well, what they're proposing sure looks like that. So they can't have other nations out there with a competing economic system that gives people freedom and liberty can't have it just won't be there so that's that's what we're seeing and you know i, I wanted to drop back once because we didn't finish the the food shortage thing you know the, the yeah. 30 million chickens that have died a uh, yep. bird flu now, i wonder where that bird flu came from where, I mean, you know we we forget we always think of bioterrorism we always think somebody dropped an anthrax or a bowl on the united states well do you know that that the soviets and a lot of other nations chinese have a whole division of their bio warfare programs that's designed to kill our horses, cows, and chickens. It's there, turkeys. It's there. So I mean, they have they have biological weapons that can destroy wheat fields. They're there. So when we see all this stuff happening, especially since it's happening, you know, in, in a staccato form, bang, 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 right on top of each other, or even together, it, it does it does strain credulity to think that maybe, uh, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, you know, what twenty twenty five. Food processing plants burnt down since the beginning of the year or so. Wow, what a coincidence when the statistic is only two a year burned down. But we're no, I don't know how many it's up to now, 20, whatever, have burnt down this year or late last year, early this year. Well, it, it just starts to strengthen. Right. It's, it's, you know, and I've had people who work in, in the uh, fire protection and the industrial safety sector uh, that I, that I've had in class and, and we've had that conversation and, um, you know, and, and, and I had one gentleman who is a fire protection engineer. Um, he, he is an electrical engineer and a mechanical engineer. He's brilliant, brilliant guy. And, um, you know, my last car 
carbine course taught him to shoot. Uh, you know, he, he never had a, he had never had a firearm before. He literally bought one from Palmetto state and bought the optic, didn't mount the optic, brought the whole package up and he just brought it to me in the box. Like, Hey, you know, it, it, let, let's put this together. <laughs> like, all right, man, you know, let, let's do it. And he never shot, never, never shot a weapon before. Um, you know, and he reached out to me and he said, you know, and, and being an engineer, very reserved. Everything is mathematical. Everything is calculated saying that, that, you know, this isn't statistically, uh, I'm trying to remember his exact term for it. It's, it's not statistically likely that these things would have occurred in the manner in which in, in the frequency and intensity in which they've occurred, that, that was the gist of it. Uh, I'm butchering it, brother. I know you're listening to this and I'm sorry. Uh, I know you're going to listen to this podcast. I'm butchering what you said, but you you were, you were right. But at the same time, we can chalk it up to a lot of factors. We could chalk it up to, you know, industrial accidents, but you know, should we jump to the conclusion that they were sabotaged? Well, I don't know. Uh, and, and that's the thing. I'm not me personally being, you know, the, the, the investigatorial minded, the, uh, the guy that has planned, you know, going out and doing bad things to bad people and, and, you know, getting inside of an adversary zoodle loop. Well, think about it like this. How would I kill me if, if I'm, if I'm my own adversary and let's extend that to the greater United States and the American people, how would I go after me? And when when we have when we have so many incidents that are picking up in intensity, it could we could chalk that up to well, there's lax standards and people are stressed out and they're not paying as much attention to OSHA regulations and all this this stuff, right? And that that could be very well true. We we don't know. Okay, but at the same time, it is also highly suspect that we have three fertilizer plants going up within, you know, 60 days of one another or so, give or take. Right. We have, you know, all our our, uh, manufacturing sector is taking a major hit. We have, uh, you know, uh, diesel fuel is now in a massive shortage. We have all of these quote unquote contaminations that are occurring and product recalls. I mean, they, they, here in North Carolina, they pulled ground beef off all the shelves. They pulled it off all the shelves. So, you know, ground, ground beef is contaminated, but you can't tell me that all the ground beef came from one place. Okay. It didn't all come from one place. It didn't all come from the same slaughterhouse. I've been around the block a time or two. I know that that is not how this works. So you're going to pull all that off. Well, who made that determination? Oh, the FDA did. Or the, the USDA did. Oh, okay. So it came from the top. You know, we're, the thing is, is that we're owed an explanation and we're living in a time where we cannot believe anything that we are told that, that claims to be the official narrative because they've erased their legitimacy and they're not doing anything. I, I'm sorry, but Pete Booty Judge, a guy who, who claimed he needed six months or whatever it was from maternity leave. He's, he's a, he is a gay man who adopted a kid. You don't need maternity leave. You're hired to do a job and you're not doing it. You know, you're not doing it. 
And when you don't do it, that was the good thing about Trump. One of the good things about Trump was that when people didn't do their job and they, they were held accountable to it and they got rid of them. But in this guy, what, what is he doing? And his only answer is, well, people are just going to have to deal with it. It's not a big deal. I'll laugh it off like everybody else. And meanwhile, we're all starving. So they don't – any explanation that they give is not good enough because we know that they're not being transparent with us. Did they, did they tell you what happened to all that hamburger, where it went? Did they destroy it? What do they do with it? I have my own suspicions that these are co- covert ops to, to siphon food out of the U.S. market. And I'm telling you, it is, the, it is the communist Marxist handbook. This is what they do. Fire is their friend. They burn, they loot, they destroy, they commit acts of violence. It is the Marxist handbook. So when I, again, I go back to the burning, um, you look what BLM and Antifa did. They didn't like it. They burn it down. Joe Biden's predicting food shortages. They burn it down. That's their modus operandi. So, I mean, again, I, do I have uh, concrete data points that that would happen? No, but it just seems pretty dang suspicious that on top of everything else, when we see all these this perfect storm gathering every day, there's something new that says, wow, how did that happen? Well, wow, how did that happen? Right. You can blame incompetence. And I would say incompetence is a lot of it. I would say Pete Buttigieg, a Buddha guy, whatever his name is, it is a grossly incompetent person. But why did you put him there to begin with? Because you wanted him. You wanted a grossly incompetent, preoccupied, narcissistic person who thinks he needs six months leave for a pregnancy that he never had. Um, right. That's that's you know that's what it is and and so you put in i mean i watched the new uh, press secretary today I, I forgot her name but pete Ducey asked her a question how does raising taxes on corporations lower inflation i mean it was a nuclear bomb went off she had she just went absolutely in blank stare mode you know thousand yard stare during the headlight stare she had no clue how to answer that question and she fumbled. they don't have an answer yeah, well, she fumbled through with this word salad that just made no sense at all. It sounded, I thought it was Joe Biden being channeled through her. Um, you know, it's like it was pathetic because we know there's no answer. Raising corporate tax is not going to lower inflation. It's going to make it worse. No, right. It, it's, it, I mean, all of these people come from the Keynesian economics school where if, if you have a, a centrally managed economy, that relies on primarily on handouts and government subsidies and subsidizing everything in an attempt to control supply and demand to create equity and and that's the long and short of it but you know shifting gears just just very slightly you know you you mentioned something very significant regarding antifa and antifa and uh kind of that indoctrination process that pipeline that's there. And, and you know, I, I want to address something that's might be a little controversial with some folks out there. Um, when we look at the level of FBI involvement in recent activities, right, the 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 attempted kidnapping, you know, boondoggle of, of uh, the Michigan governor. Right. Which is just absolutely ridiculous. This whole plot was was ridiculous. Um, you know, that one, the conspirators of January 6th, the uh, even going back to the occupation of, of the Maller uh, Wildlife Refuge, that was all orchestrated primarily by federal agents. 
or confidential informants at a minimum, people who were being coached along, who had uh, some some sort of fiduciary incentive to commit these acts. And it was very high profile. Right. So so we can establish then from an investigatorial perspective, we can establish then that there is some relationship that is occurring from federal law enforcement. They have some level of influence of things on the right. So then it would be very uh, easy to make the case that they are also doing this on the left. We're just not hearing about it. Right. Because COINTELPRO was a thing. So if we know that they're, they're doing this on the right and they're coaching dumb people to do bad things, then we can assume that they're probably coaching dumb people to do bad things on the left, too. We're just not hearing about it. What might they be coaching them to do? And I think that you already gave the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I did. I mean, again, you know, it is the Marxist playbook. This is what they do. They break down the civilization. They break down the moral code of a civilization. We see that through all the acts of perversion happening to our children, whatever. They break the news media just becomes absolutely corrupt. Uh, business under under the Nazis, the business owners of the of that made all the armaments, they became stooges for the Nazi government. They did whatever they were told. So the whole the whole body politic becomes an an apparatus for the state, and the state determines what the needs of the state are to keep the state in power, and they'll use any means necessary to to assure that goal. I mean, we saw it in spades with the Russia collusion story. I mean, absolutely a 100% generated falsehood that was quoted by, by every intelligence person and every intelligence agency in the United States knowing it was fake. I mean, they know that Hillary Clinton was the genesis of it, and everybody in the on the Democratic Party, everybody in federal law enforcement and in our intelligence communities quoted it, knowing it was fake. I mean, it was a total con job. So, I mean, if they're willing to do that, that's the highest act of treason that that somebody can commit, trying to overthrow the 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 will of the people through the election. That's a treasonous offense. The the Constitution prescribes hanging for that offense. So, if they're willing to do that. Let me ask you, what, what are they not willing to do? That's why I ask people, if I if I have a cold enough heart that I can take a mother who's eight and a half months pregnant and rip a baby out of her womb, tell me, pray tell, what won't I do morally? I mean, if I can do that, nothing. You have no morality. I, I will do anything. And so if they demonstrate that they are willing to overthrow the will of the people through a corrupt election, which was what happened, there's nothing they won't do because it's all designed for one thing, to, secu- to, to provide security for the state apparatus. That's why Hillary Clinton will never be elect, uh, in, uh, uh, prosecuted. That's why none of these people will ever be prosecuted because, as uh, even though I know he's controversial, the representative Cawthorn, when he did uh, his interview, he said Washington has one currency, and that's secrets. And that's the absolute yeah. truth. They all blackmail yeah. each other with other secrets. The news media has dirt on all the politicians. The politicians have dirt on everybody else. Everybody has dirt on everybody that's in there, and they all have to go along. What did Hillary say? If I go down, I'll take half of Washington with me? Well, she, that's not hyperbole. <laughs> she'd probably take three-quarters of Washington with her. That's not yeah. hyperbole. Wall, it's Wall Street, too. Yes. Wall Street, too. K Street, the Beltway Bandits. They're taking them all. I mean, the whole state of Arkansas. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they, 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 a whole lot of suicides would start happening. Well, they, they've been happening. Um, you know, and, and again, you mentioned suicides. All you have to do is go to Shanghai right now and you want to see what a lockdown looks like. I've seen dozens of videos of people so desperate, so devoid of any hope that they're doing, uh, you know, diving board plunges out of 12 story buildings head first. Uh, they, they just they've lost all hope for life. And, and again, that's what these demonic people want. The extraction of any hope in human beings. They want it to be dark macabre, depressing, because that's the Luciferian goal for humanity is its destruction. If We have to understand that. You know, Matt, you're intelligent, deal with intelligence. If you went by the park and you saw two guys beating each other up, the raw intelligence is two guys are beating each other up. But unless you know right. why, I mean, was it a love triangle that went bad? One guy hanky-panky with the other guy's wife? Was it a drug deal went bad? Was it somebody flipped the bird to somebody driving down the street? Unless you know that, you can't come to a proper conclusion. And, and unless you see this as a spiritual war on humanity for the destruction of humanity, in fact, the Bible says, unless those days have been cut short, no flesh would survive. Human beings would become extinct. That's what they want. That's If you interpret the intelligence correctly, and that's spiritually, you will know that's their goal, the destruction of the human race. And we see it happening throughout the globe right now. And so, you know, going back to my earlier premise, God is merciful. He always warns those who are willing to listen to him ahead of time. Hey, the train's coming. Get off the track. Most of humanity is not going to listen. Most of humanity, what are you doing getting off the track, you conspiracy nut? Well, there's a train coming. Oh, you know, what was that movie, Don't Look Up? You know, remember the movie, Don't Look Up? You know, because there's a big asteroid in the sky and they, they yep. don't, don't look up. It's not there, so don't look up. And if you don't look up, it won't be there. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what we're being told right now. Don't look around. Don't look at the signs. Don't look at the, all the stuff happening. Everything's fine. You know, I mean, Joe Biden actually has the unbelievable set of whatevers to get on TV. We, we have really improved the economy. I mean, the, the economy is roaring along. And he actually says that up there. With, like, I don't know if he, he could call it a straight face anymore because he doesn't even, you know, but whatever. He, he, he's. He's not running the show. I mean, it, you know, it used to be. I mean, it, at least even even through the Obama years, there was some plausibility. There was, you know, there was there was the kayfabe there, you know, kind of using a, a little bit of a pro wrestling term, the, the kayfabe of, you know, like we're, we're kind of in on it. We know that, it, you know, not everything is what what it seems you know, but but we, you really do believe that that you know Ric Flair and Randy Savage really hate each other, and and when when they hit the ring, you know at, at the pay per view that that they're really fighting it out, right? Even though the, the punches look a little uh, like like maybe he's holding it back, but like you you re, there was that era where where people really believed that, right? And that the things that that were said, they really believed that yeah, that guy he's he's terrible, and I'm running against him, right? But the thing is, is that eventually the curtain got ripped back, and you realize that that pro wrestling is all orchestrated, and everybody is is buddies with everybody behind the scenes, and that the you know the moves are choreographed, and and you know that they, there's considerable amount of training that goes into doing all of that. And it's all show. 
right? It's all a show. Well, e- even up to Obama, they, there was, you know, the eight years of, of you know, the, the false king of the left, uh, who, who was really just a kleptocrat. And I hate to quote the guy, but Louis Farrakhan was exactly right. He said that, the, you know, they, they took they took Barack and they made him a murderer. Uh, because they absolutely did. This guy, this guy killed more people with drone strike authorizations than anybody else in the history of the world. That's yeah. a that, that's a pretty powerful thing to think about. And he did it without reservation. He made jokes about it. Yeah. So the the kayfabe, if you will, of politics got ripped back with Trump. And now what we have with Biden is it, you you everybody knows he's fake. They know that he's fake on the left. As I was talking um, uh, uh, last night's podcast um, with uh, or Saturday night's rather uh, with a gentleman who is uh, very, very uh, well educated in fourth generation warfare, political warfare uh, as as an intelligence collector on, on the ground. And he has he's written a number of articles and, and everything. And he, he was talking about that very thing where you have mass dissatisfaction on both the right and the left. And th- there is no political solution because the political solution that's offered is, is never going to be good enough. And, you know, they attempted it with Biden, but Biden to me, and this is my assessment of Biden is that he, he is part of the DC insider machine. He is, uh, owned wholly by Raytheon, um, you know, the, the, the uh, Boeing and Lockheed Martin and, and, you know, all of the all of the, the businesses that infest K Street. And he is part of that 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 large scale organization that's going on there. And, and so they did everything they could to make sure this kleptocracy made sure that this guy was going to get in because they knew that he was just going to rubber stamp. Whatever it was they put in front of him, and he ain't going to put up a fight. They thought maybe they could manage Trump in the beginning, and they realized when he kicked out the CIA daily brief, I knew then, knowing what I know, I knew then they're coming after him. This machine's coming after Trump because, it, and, and a lot of people say well, maybe he's a, a fake, you know, like false, uh, you know, he, he's he's a, a, a false opposition or whatever. Nah, you know, I mean, Trump, Trump's got a lot of faults. He's absolutely got a lot of faults. And, you know, he, I don't think he was the best president ever either, contrary to, to you know, what, what a lot of quote unquote MAGA conservatives and stuff will tell you. Um, but he, he had a lot of problems. But one thing that he did do that was right, morally right, was he kicked out the CIA daily briefing. And he said, nah, you, you guys, you guys are lying to me. Because I have my own intelligence people that work for my organization. They said that you're full of crap. They kicked them out. What did Chuck Schumer say? You go up against the intelligence community and they yep. come against you seven ways to Sunday. Um, yep. you know, that, and, was that was a quote. That was a specific quote. And he, Chuck Schumer knew damn well what he was saying when he said that. Yep. So, you know, again... You know, I always like to be a solution based because we painted a pretty macabre picture outside of hope. You know, I, I have hope 
in my in, the, in my faith in the Bible, I have hope that 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 these things are going to come to an end. We are going to go through some very very bad storms. But you know, right now, I mean, I, Matt, I can't tell you how many people I sell radios to, and I get you know, I just say, hey, and this isn't a plug for you, but it is a plug for you. You need to go to Brushbeater and take his courses. Well, I don't have time. It's like, dude. You're buying this equipment and you're not going to know how to use it. You need to, if you buy night vision, you need to be trained with it. It's just like buying a gun. Imagine buying a, you know, a, a Glock, buying the bullets, buying the magazines, buying it all, putting the box and the bullets in your nightstand. And all of a sudden at two o'clock in the morning, someone's not beating on your sliding glass door to try it again. I want to see you load that magazine, put the magazine in the weapon, charge the weapon, accurately point the weapon under stress and, and pull off a shot that's going to stop your perpetrator. It's not going to happen. So right now, the solution base to this is people go to you, get get trained on how to use their gear they buy. If you don't have the stuff, get it because the window's closing and it's imperative that good people win this fight right now. That's right. You know, pressure for everybody listening to this. Pre- listen, I get this question a lot to, you know, well, what, there's there's never any organization and there's never this, there's never that. Look, that's going to come. Okay. You know, you and I both have been overseas. We've been in austere environments, to put it mildly, Um, you know, working in different capacities. And social movements will come, right? They have to foment. And a lot of the the dissatisfaction that people have politically, uh, as, as conservatives, as Christians, as patriotic Americans, that know that something is wrong. Listen, the 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 movement is going to coalesce. Okay, it it, it will, and we're seeing the beginning of that now. But it, it's a very early beginning, and we've had some setbacks. We're always going to have that. Something that I talked about that uh, garnered a, a lot of interesting attention with Mike Adams uh, when when I was on with him. One of the times I was on with him was regarding this concept of tactical patience. And you you have to be patient. You have to stay the course. This is not an instantaneous win, okay? You're 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 not. We're not just gonna. This isn't a movie where after two hours, all of a sudden, the the protagonist, the good guy, quote unquote, wins. And and that that's not the way that it works, okay? You you we have to stay the course and. The, the the movement will coalesce. The things will come. But you have to get off your ass and do the work. Okay. Yeah. And you have to train. Just as just as you just said, Bob, preparedness is not just having a bunch of stuff. Okay. You you can have a hammer that don't make you a carpenter. Okay. You you need the training. You need the tools. And I'm just one guy that offers it. There's a lot of great people out there, a lot of great people. I'm just one guy, and, you know, I, I've got a lot of stuff up on the calendar, training calendar. Um, I'd love to have you out. I've got a couple of classes at your place coming up here in July. Yes. And I love I love to meet the people that come out here. It's always good conversation. You know, it's good patriotic Americans. It's people that just know this, there's there's something wrong. As what does in the Matrix say? There's a splinter in their mind. They know something's not right. And they're trying to say, you know, you know, my, my preparedness model is this. I want to be a blessing to my community. 
You know, I want to work with my community because when it falls apart, you're going to need a community to work together among not not as not a collective, but a community um, of people that know and, and can teach others to be self-sufficient, to be gardeners, communications people, to be people who can show people how to hunt, track, whatever. And, you know, as a community, we come together like that and we rebuild and we also keep the bad element out of our community. Uh, we know how to do that, because if you don't do that, you, if you want to be Rambo and do it up in your own bunker in your own house, you could end up with a warlord and he's going to find you. So this is the training you offer is to make us better citizens, to make us better Americans. And, and that's what I found from going to your classes is that it's, it's like I can then take these skills that I've learned. I've gone to my church and said, listen, you know, if the if the cell phones go down, we want to talk to each other. This is how we do it. We donated radio to every a radio to everybody in our church um, that wanted a radio. They got it because that way it's a communication thing. We can pull together. If someone's in trouble, we can pull together, you know, and then with law enforcement, same thing. I want to be I want to have friends on law enforcement because, you know, they're going to be the ones that, that a lot of it's going to fall on them. And I want them to go to the right side of this fight. And and so this is what we do, why we do what we do is to make our communities better because we know they're going to bring a fight to us and we're going to have to be able to resist it. And I, I would say this, the Martin Luther King model, you know, I think he had a, a lot of it really well in just saying, you know, hey, I'm not going to fight your game. I'm not going to play your game. I'm just not going to do it. You want me to sit there and, you know, burn, baby, burn. I'm not going to do that game. I'm going to do it. And he won. They did. They didn't know what to do with him. So I, they eventually had him assassinated. That's the only thing they could do with him. And today his legacy lives because he did it the right way. And I think there's a way and a wrong way to do it right now. And I think understanding, getting prepped because they're going to try to starve you out. That's what they did to the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto. They tried to starve them out, and it was very effective. But at the end, there was a remnant that stayed behind, and it gave the Nazis a real headache for a couple months because they weren't just going to go along with the show. They weren't going to get on the train. And, and that's where we need to have Americans today. You know, we need, we need to say, I'm not getting on your train any longer. I'm not going to get on that train. I know where that train goes to, and I'm not going Amen. there. So, um, you know, prepare both physically and 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 with um, knowledge, you know, I I use an example, Matt, and and I don't know how much time we have up, but I'll make this quick. And I, you've heard me say this before. Oh, in the in the Bible, um, uh, Lot and Abraham. Abraham was uh, or Lot was Abraham's nephew. Um, Lot was kidnapped one time and brought in down to the cities of Sodom, and and Abraham lived about 175 miles away. Said, "Listen, I've heard this. I'm not going to let this evil stand." And so he said, I'm going to go rescue my neighbor, my uh, nephew Lot. The first thing he had to have was moral courage. I mean, to go into a battle, to go where your life is going to be at risk, where you could possibly lose everything, you have to have a certain courage inside of you. And I, t I challenge people today, rise up and let that courage be put in you by opening your mouth and speaking, speaking the truth. Let, let God's courage be put in you. And second of all, he had 175 men. He had surrounded himself by people who were trained, that were men, noble men, that were trained in the art of war. And I would say today, even more important than the art of spiritual war, prayer, and knowing how to deal with the demonic forces that, are, that we face. And third, he had to have the supplies. He traveled across 300, I think it was a 300 mile trip. No, it's 318 men over 175 miles. Excuse me, I had the figures backwards. 318 men over 175 miles of Judean wilderness. He had to have supplies to do that. And I think that model is the model that we want for, for, the, for the movement we have. 
I want to I want to have be infused by power on high from God that I'm a courageous person that I'm not I don't shrink back into cowardice and then I want to surround myself with good people you know I, I don't want to be around lawless people vagabonds you know people people who are violent you know I, I, let's go do this let no I, I want to be on the high side of that moral argument so I want to surround my people self with people like that and then I understand that the supplies, the basic necessities of life are going to be used as a tool against me. And I want to strip the power of that tool from the enemy's hand. That's what we need to do right now. And um, I think we've covered a lot of these bases. So I, I, like I said, I don't know how much time we have yeah. left. That's why I want to leave it is like this. Yeah. You know, you want to be a man or woman of courage. That's what you want um, to have that courage in you to look and say, this is not going to stand on my watch. I cannot let this happen. Second, um, you're going to surround yourself with good people, you know, people that are, have the, that are, that are honorable, that, that know how to, to, to fight a fight. I mean, Denise D'Souza, he's not raised a gun at all. But look at the fight he's bringing to the enemy right now. 2,000 mules. What did he say? 2,000 mules to elect one jackass. Um, yep. You know, so he's fighting the fight. Uh, I think of Sawman Sawyer fighting the fight for veterans for child rescue. I, I think of yep. these people. Um, and then, you know, obviously... I, I know those people. I know they do have supplies in their house because they realize this is a contrived shortage to drive us into it submission. No, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And and the, the the fight is the fight will become kinetic. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. They're there. That's now. why you prepare now. You know, this this is this yeah, is the storm that's on the horizon. That's right. Well, brother. They, they brought fight. They brought it to Oregon. They brought it to Washington. They're bringing it wherever they go. I mean, you, you look, they went to Kavanaugh's house because that, you know, that which is a federal crime to threaten a judge. They went to his house and, and, and you know, making threats. If that if that, those if those if they gone to uh, Sodom Ayer's house and were protesting it, screaming and all that, they'd have been arrested. So I mean, because it's a federal crime to threaten a judge. So, I mean, they're, they, they have already brought the fight. They crossed the yeah, river. It was, it, it was Amy Comey Barrett. It was uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. It was uh, Brett Kavanaugh. It was Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas uh, was Clar Clarence Thomas probably the the uh, uh, at least in my opinion the justice that I have the 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 absolute most respect for because Absolutely. he. he one one real quick point that I want to make, and and you know I, I know we're winding down, uh, that that normally normally when it comes to the administration of law, jurisprudence, and uh, judicial ethics, when it comes to judgeships in in general, and not not just the federal level, but but at all levels, all, all the way down to uh, the state level state district court magistrates so on and so forth that they they are very quiet and are loath to make statements on specific cases to the media they, they won't do that clarence thomas made an exception and a very very big exception to that rule and went and, and was giving a a uh, sort of an unsolicited lecture on how trust in the judicial system as a whole, but specifically as applied to the, the institution of the Supreme Court, is gone. It, it's it's gone forever. And he, he talked about that. 
And it was a very impassioned speech. If, if anyone hasn't heard that, they need to go back and listen to that and listen to what he was saying. And they have come after him. They've come after him. The left has come after him the hardest. From the beginning, by the way, yeah. this is nothing new. He, he knew what he was getting into when he was selected and, and he weathered the storm. I mean, they had they rolled out Anita Hill out there and his hearings. I, I was a child when all that was going on, but I remember it. And, uh, you know, and, and he weathered the storm and he's been a very staunch conservative. You know, Samuel Alito has has made some statements, but not to the degree that Clarence Thomas did. And, you know, I had a lot of respect for him before. I've got that much more respect for him now uh, that, that he he broke with that judicial tradition of not making any statements and just kind of keeping quiet. And he got out there and he said, yeah, you know, the, the, the fact that this early memo, this early draft of our decision was leaked has destroyed the credibility of the court. It has destroyed the trust and the confidence in the court and that they did it on purpose. They did it on purpose. And he knows, he knows who it was. I mean, I've, I've, I've already let the cat out of the bag who I think it was my suspicion. Uh, I think it was Elena Kagan. That that's just uh, Elena Kagan. uh, Her office, Elena Kagan specifically, was very outspoken in favor of Roe versus Wade. It was a question that she was asked in uh, her hearing, her confirmation hearing, of would she uphold it if it was challenged. So I'm fairly certain, it, and looking at, at the, the uh, judicial tradition that she comes from, knowing a little bit about that, I'd say that, that that's probably where it got leaked from. But that's just me. And and that's my speculation. That's my opinion. Doesn't mean anything for anything. I'm just some guy from the internet. You know, what what does my opinion matter? But that that's my my two cents. Well, I'm telling you, you know, all you have to do is go look at the uh the Supreme Court, how they bowed out of the election uh, debate uh when fraud and uh was was brought up for between Trump and Biden. You know, they 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 did what they thought was expedient. Uh, they thought probably to save the country, to save the country a lot of violence. Sooner or later, you have to realize these people are going to have to be dealt with because they're going to bring violence whenever. And, and the more they get away with, the more violent they're going to become uh, because they just realize no one's going to hold us in, in accountable for the violence we're perpetrating. No one was ever brought to justice for burning down uh, that city in um, Minneapolis, um, uh, Michigan, excuse me, uh, Wacos- um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now, but um, or, or Seattle or in Oregon. Nobody's right. ever brought to justice on it. And and then we see that this massive election fraud that Denise D'Souza is revealing. Nobody's been brought to accountability on it. Hillary Hillary Clinton's email campaign, um, email server in her house, Hunter Biden's laptop. A steel dossier. Nobody's brought to justice over it, so they become more and more emboldened. And each time they get emboldened, they commit more and greater acts of violence. And that violence is coming to every American. We're seeing it happen right now. It's coming to mothers right now because they're committing violent acts against your children. You can't get formula. They're committing violent acts against people who want to go to work. They committed violent acts against the population when they they showed. They, I, I was just a statistic that during the COVID lockdown, uh, teenage suicide, especially suicide among girls, went up 60%. They knew the effect it was going to have on them. <clears throat> I mean, it was basically de facto murder, and yet nobody's been brought to trial on it. Nobody's been held accountable. 
You know, I don't want a hearing. I want a trial. I want an open trial. Right. I mean, they love hearings, um, but I want a trial. I want a public trial like we see the Johnny Depp trial where these people are brought to justice on TV and their dirty deeds exposed. That's what I want to see, because you can you, you know, that is the greatest way you can get back at them is to expose their deeds. So. Exactly. Exactly. Well, brother, 46 minutes into this section, uh, you know, and, and well over an hour and a half, <laughs> which is just incredible. I mean, we can, we, we can, folks, if, if you don't know, those who have been to class uh, with, with uh, Bob and I, you know that, that we can just go back and forth for hours. It, it's just, it, it's, it's one of those things is, that's just natural, but brother ready-made resources, a name that, that probably everybody out there knows. I mean, you, you're, you, you've been in this game for a very, very long time. You're, you're an incredible Christian, a wonderful Patriot and an, an absolutely amazing friend, brother. And, and thank you so much for being on. Well, Matt, I can tell you, you're, my, you're a really good friend. And I don't have a lot of close friends because you just be careful. You know, you, you're in my business, you're careful, but you're a close friend. And, and you know, I just look forward to seeing what uh, our relationship develops into in the years to come because it's going to be good things. We're going to see good things happen because, you know, God is on our side or we're on God's Amen. side, I guess you better. And we're going to win this battle uh, one way or another. The battle will be won by the people who stand on the side of the Lord. Amen, brother. Amen. Bob Griswold, ready-made resources. Go check it out. Get everything that you need, quite literally, from night vision, storable food, to everything else that I can think of. Pay him a visit at his shop. He has got one of the most incredible uh, places that I've ever been, uh, you know, nestled right there in the foothills of Tennessee. It's a stunningly beautiful place as well. I call his shop the happiest place on earth. And uh, he's heard me say it more than once. Anyway, folks, thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening to this interview. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Continue Amen. to keep the faith. Be prepared. Be prepared. Be Gideon in this fight. Be Gideon in this fight. Have faith. Continue to prepare yourselves. God bless all of you. And this is NC Scout out. Back,